0: G'day, I'm Andrew Bucklow from news.com.au. I hope you don't mind, but we just thought we'd make a cameo appearance in this feed to share an episode from our new daily podcast called I've Got News For You. We publish a new episode every morning where we take a colourful look at a story that's captured the nation's attention. Now, if you like what you hear, search for I've Got News For You wherever you get your podcasts from and hit that follow or subscribe button. In this episode, we try to explain the very confusing world of cryptocurrency.
1: A single Bitcoin is valued at $70,000.
0: Bankrupt to millionaire because he invested in cryptos. Do do, do I need to get into crypto? From
1: news.com.au.
2: I've got news for you.
0: It seems like everyone is chatting about cryptocurrency at the moment, which is great for them, but not great for me because I don't understand anything about crypto at all. All my friends are always chatting about their crypto investments and I'm just the guy smiling and nodding in the corner, sipping my rosé quietly in the hope they'll change the subject. So if you're crypto intolerant as well, this is going to be the episode to get you and me back on track. This is basically cryptocurrencies but dummies. Okay, we're going to start with an expert who'll explain what cryptocurrencies are. We'll then meet a 24-year-old who's made more than $40,000 through crypto in the past year and find out how he did it. And because I'm very responsible, and because the lawyers told me to, we'll chat to a financial advisor for what you need to know before sinking your money into crypto. Joseph Bonneau is an associate professor from the University of Melbourne. He is an expert on cryptocurrencies, and I'm hoping he can help me out because I know absolutely bugger all. So, Joseph, in the simplest way possible, can you explain what cryptocurrency is?
3: Uh, Yeah, I can do my best. Um, (laughs) i probably start by saying that a lot of the terms like cryptocurrency, blockchain, mean different things to different people. Uh, I'm a textbook author and I teach this at the university and I have to tell the students there isn't really a simple technical definition of any of this because people use the same word to mean <laughs> really different things. But basically a cryptocurrency is, uh, it's a digital currency, so there's no physical object. And the way that transferring the currency is controlled is through cryptography, which means that you have to use a secret key, some secret information that could be stored on your computer or your phone or a special hardware device. Uh, to compute some function that authorizes a transfer. So the security is based on uh, math. People can't steal your currency, your assets, because they can't crack the uh, cryptography that's used to control it. Unlike a, a physical currency where there's an object and the security assumption behind it is just that you can't duplicate, right? You can't take a, a $10 note and turn it into a, you can't make an exact copy that will pass. So it's it's like I said, it's really about using math and cryptography to control uh, who owns what, rather than possession of physical objects. And there's you know uh, theoretically at least a lot of advantages to that.
0: Well, who creates these cryptocurrencies? Like, can could I set one up if I wanted to, or does someone special have to do it?
3: Uh, yeah, you could certainly you could create uh, Andrew Coin tomorrow if you wanted. <laughs> um, lots and lots of people have done that. They've used various different marketing ways to try and claim that there's this innovative and interesting, and some of them have taken off. But for it to have any value, you have to have a community of people that believes it has value. So for traditional currencies or uh, fiat currencies, they're often called like the Australian dollar, that has a community that believes it has value by default because the Australian government mandates that you have to pay taxes in it. So no matter what, that will have some value in the world. Whereas if you launch your own cryptocurrency, Initially, at least, if you're the only one who believes in it, it, it's not very useful. You need other people who are willing to take it as payment, who are you know, who have it, who want to use it as payment, before it actually has any value or it's it's interesting. And that's that's the difficult part. You have to convince a group of people that your new currency is actually uh, worth something.
0: Yeah, I don't think mine would take off. Okay, um, now this is the bit I'm really interested in. If I've got a thousand dollars in my pocket and I want to invest it in crypto. How do I do that? Like, how do I actually go about doing that?
3: Yeah, there's a couple of different ways. The most common way that almost everybody does it is that you go to uh, an exchange service that will take your dollars through a credit card payment. Most of the time, they won't actually give you the cryptocurrency. They'll just hold it for you. Um, So really, they sort of just act like a bank.
0: So for you personally, what would you say are the big pros and cons of cryptocurrencies?
3: Uh, For most individuals, the... Advantage is that cryptocurrencies are really volatile, so people are hoping to make some money by buying them and selling them later at a higher price. You know, zooming out a little bit from a uh, more of a societal perspective, some people think it's a really good thing that they're not controlled by individual governments, so they're not susceptible to uh, inflation from monetary policy where the government just decides to print a bunch more money. They're not necessarily controlled by anyone political body. But on the other side, a lot of people have pointed out potential drawbacks to society. Some cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin most famously consume a lot of energy because of the way they operate. Uh, That's not an inherent property of cryptocurrencies. There's other designs that don't have a high energy cost. They have been used for uh, ransomware and various forms of online crime as a convenient form of payment because they have better privacy. They're harder to track, um, which is something that we see with You know, new technology, historically, new technology often attracts criminals and other people who are, you know, the fringes of society for one reason or another. So, yeah, some people, uh, cryptocurrency sometimes gets a bad name as being, uh, you know, popular for use by criminals or people who want to evade money laundering rules or or taxes or other things.
0: Crypto just seems to be in the news all the time lately. It's like the hot topic. Um, But how big is crypto going to get? Like, do you think it's going to replace like normal money in the future?
3: Uh, well, if I knew the answer to that question, I mean, it's literally a trillion dollar question, <laughs> because the, the best guess I feel personally um, is that traditional currencies, government issued currencies will stay around. Some of them might be issued on blockchains or support crypto as a means of control. So there might be what are sometimes called centrally banked cryptocurrencies so governments might embrace it in that way, just issue their own cryptocurrencies, or that the two might exist in parallel um and people might use, you know, one or the other for different reasons, just the same way sometimes today people pay with cash and sometimes people would pay with cards. We have, you know, different means of payment that can coexist in a society. That's probably my best guess is that cryptocurrency will be active in the long run, it will stick around. It will be a a minority way of payment. You know, the majority of payments, I think, will still be with traditional currencies, but that, you know, there will still be a lot of value.
0: Josh Ung is a 24-year-old construction manager from New South Wales, and he's one of the many young Aussies who've decided to invest in crypto. Josh, you first decided to invest in crypto back in 2017. What made you want to get involved?
2: Well, initially the story goes, me and my mates we were on a trip to Japan um, and we heard a lot of hype around the cryptocurrency uh, fad. And so we're thinking about investing in it and we're hearing about Bitcoin and Ethereum. It was always so foreign to us, but we were just like, ah, oh, it's apparently the next big thing. That's all we've been hearing on the news. Uh, my mate talked to like his mates financial advisor or something, and that guy was saying, oh, it can't fail. Like, Ethereum's the next big thing. Like Invest now, you're going to get rich. So, I, all right, well, without doing any research, one night we are just in an Airbnb in Tokyo, um, just having a few drinks, and we're like, honestly, he's a financial advisor and he's recommending that. Then, yeah, it can't fail, right? So, we pumped a lot of money in, um, just sat back, went to bed after that. The next morning, um, yeah, just a massive crash. It was like 30% off the market straight away, which is incredibly inconvenient for us yeah we thought 35 percent that's all right it's just a correction for you know rockets to the next stage but then we quickly saw as the months progressed it trickled down to like 100 AUD uh, and lost quite a lot of that quite quickly
0: so how much money did you lose personally in that first kind of round of
2: investment uh three thousand, which is not a massive sum of money but like at the times coming out of high school it was like uh why not All right, so you weren't
0: too put off after that. You decided to try again a couple of years later. How much did you put in the second time and how did your strategy change?
2: Uh, Well, yeah, I was quite off it for like the two years in between. I was like, oh, crypto's dead. (laughs) Nothing's going to ever come crypto. And then suddenly you just start hearing on the news again, oh, crypto's coming back. And my mate was the first one to tell me, he's like, you should get on now while was bottomed out. And I'm like, I'm not falling for one of your scams. Um, It's already done. But um, then I saw like the news that, Crypto had gone back to its original value that we had put in. And I was like, oh, wow, maybe something's on here. So I was like, oh, why don't we have a crack at round two? Uh, This time, I was a bit more um, cautious in the way I entered. So my mate had just started working at a crypto firm, actually. So he was quite invested and he would have a lot of opportunities and tips for me. I did a lot of my own research and then kind of entered more methodically and just eventually got to a point where I could enter different coins that I knew more about uh, with a lot more confidence rather than just dumping everything into, say, Ethereum. Um, and then I ended up putting in about, I think, roughly 10 or 12,000. Um, so, how's
0: that going now? How's that initial 10, 12K looking?
2: Oh, it's going well now. I mean, after putting that in, I haven't really put any more money in. i uh, just been watching it grow and then taking profits out and putting it into other coins. I think it's, yeah, roughly 50 or something now, which again is not a massive sum of money. Yeah, it's been good, really enjoyable. So you're up to 50K though. That is pretty bloody exciting. That's a fair bit of money. Do you have
0: to spend all day kind of monitoring it or do you just kind of set and forget now?
2: No, so yeah, I just set it. I don't really spend all day monitoring it. Uh, I'm not smart enough to day trade. So I I leave that to the the tech gurus. (laughs) I feel like I have pretty bad luck. So when I do sell, for example, (laughs) the coin rocket. So I just can't leave it as it is. And
0: what are your tips to anyone who's listening who is thinking about investing in crypto? What would you say to them?
2: Uh, Don't listen to the hype. (laughs) That's my number one thing. I've been trapped by that many a few times. Just jump into whatever my mates are telling me. Any Joe Blow off the street can tell you, oh, this coin is going to be the next Bitcoin. Uh, But I think it is really important just to make sure you do your own research and invest in projects that interest you at the end of the day. And if you think they'll have utility, uh, do your research around them, see how far that can go in the future. Because I think a lot of coins in this day and age... There's so many of them right anyone can make a point um, there's so much potential but at the same time not all of them are going to succeed so yeah just be cautious but yeah don't also spend anything that you can't afford to lose because it's such a volatile market
0: ben nash is a financial advisor and the founder of pivot wealth uh, ben thanks for coming into the studio i just want to ask you real quick what are the pros and cons of investing in crypto
1: Well, I think one of the pros that we've certainly seen in the recent past has been the astronomical growth, Mm. the crazy figures the last time that I looked in terms of hundreds of thousands of percent growth over the last years. And um, so that's one thing, and it's certainly something that's front of mind for investors. Another pro is that investing in crypto is something different. So it's a bit diversified from the market. One of the key ways that you reduce risk when you invest is having different risks in your portfolio. If you think about the analogy with different shares in a share portfolio, the highs of one balance out the lows Mm. of another. So if you've got some shares, some crypto, some property, they're all going to perform differently over time. But if you've got them all, you get a smoother return. So that diversification is key. And then I think on the con side where obviously it's very volatile so yeah. a lot of ups and downs there's a lot of uncertainty around crypto and I think it's quite complicated I own a bit of crypto myself I had to get a mate to help me do it that was right into that I've I've learned a fair bit uh, on that journey but making sure that you're doing it in the right places, that you're holding it in a safe way, that they can be cons if you don't know what you're doing or what you should be doing. There's a bit of an extra level of risk and also because it's all essentially internet money that there has been instances of hacks of platforms and those sorts of things as well. So as a financial advisor then, would you recommend that people invest in cryptocurrency? Well, it's an interesting question. In terms of what my personal view on for a successful investor is that I think that having some cryptocurrency, I mentioned that I've got a little bit myself, so that gives you some insight, but um, I I think it has its place, but it's a place as part of an investment portfolio. I think where a lot of people go wrong is that they can go guns blazing. They're getting all of their money into the crypto market. We work with a lot of sports people and I know in, in sporting circles, it's it's, there's some people that are fanatical about it, but then it's a super stressful ride if you've got all of your money in such a volatile asset. And yeah. again, my personal view is I think that Bitcoin and in particular Bitcoin and Ether, like the, the bigger, like more blue chip, call them cryptocurrencies, will continue to rise over the long term. Um, yeah, I think that following that journey and having them all there, I wouldn't put all my eggs in that basket because it's going to be a super stressful ride. Some people who are listening uh, are probably going to invest in crypto. They'll be keen.
0: It's in the news every single day. So, what advice would you give to them if they are thinking about doing
1: it? Look, I think the first one is you've got to educate yourself, understand enough to know how it works. Now, you don't need to understand the total ins and outs of the blockchain and all of the different things, but how crypto is mined, what it means, some of the things around it being a tightly held asset, the anonymity of the holdings around that, because that's part of what drives the fluctuations in markets going forward. So if you invest without knowing those things, it can mean that you get freaked out when something goes wrong and then you make bad decisions. So I think that's important. Also on buying, selling the platforms themselves and how and where to hold cryptocurrency. I think that one of the things that is important to understand for people when they're choosing a crypto exchange, if they choose to invest, is that an exchange it only holds the crypto of the people that are on that particular exchange. So okay. when you buy a share on the ASX, whether you buy that share on Comsec or SelfWealth or E-Trade or any other platform, you're, you're playing into the same share market. Mm-hmm. But you're not it's not on Comsec you can trade against people that are on e-Trade, but on CoinSpot, you don't trade against people that are on another crypto exchange. Right. You, you only trade against other people on that particular exchange. And yeah, right. why that's important is that if you've got one person that has a significant holding, or if you want to sell a decent chunk of crypto and sell it quickly. Because you're trading against less people, it can move the market more than if you were trading against the entire two trillion dollar right. cryptocurrency market. Yeah, so that makes sense. That's why choosing the exchange is important. I think um having one that's Australia based, because at least there's while it still isn't fully regulated, there's a bit more recourse than you investing on some random exchange that's in the Canary Islands or something. The other big thing to understand is how you actually hold your cryptocurrency. Do you hold it with the exchange that you're with? Do you take it off the exchange? What are the pros and cons of both? Because that it's very different to the share market where, where the, again, going back to like Comsec or E-Trade or self wealth they never actually hold your shares. They have a custodian because it's fully regulated under APRA, the regulator in Australia, that there's so many checks and balances. Whereas with the exchanges, because they are actually holding your cryptocurrency investments, there is some exchange risk different to the the share market and I think that's important to understand.
0: Some great tips there, Ben Nash. Thank you very much. So I think the overwhelming message that came through from those three chats was that you really should do your research before investing in cryptocurrencies. You know, I'm uh, reminded of a quote from Warren Buffett who said, risk comes from not knowing what you're doing. (laughs) Wise words, Mr Buffett. Yes, okay, I totally Googled that quote just to sound smart, but it works, doesn't it? Thank you.